This podcast is brought to you by Mad Viking Beard Company. Their products can be found at madvikingbeard.com. My beard is bigger, badder, and more thick than ever. Gotta love that beard. Welcome to the Horde and Beard On. Welcome to another episode of Spass Holes. I'm here with Eric. How you doing? Doing pretty good yourself? Doing pretty good. Well, kind of. I'm having a lot of allergies already, and we just started the nice well, weather. The good news is you're not pregnant this time around, so you can actually take some medicine if you so choose. I know. I got lucky the last few years while I was pregnant and didn't have this bad of allergies because I would have just lost it. But yeah, they're really bad right now, and luckily I can... I've taken medicine, but nothing's working right now. So I'm going to have to try the nasal spray and see if that helps. Or just switch to a different type of medicine. Maybe that'll help too. Maybe. The whole problem is growing up, I've switched so many medicines because my body just gets used to them. So You're just used to them all. I guess so. All right. So should we get into some holes? I think we have a lot of time to catch up on. It's been a little bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so now we have a two-year-old. We do. So last episode we did say um you know she had a birthday party and all that so that was pretty fun um we do have also erica's scheduled date for her surgery for her cleft palate yeah that's pretty crazy yeah life is gonna fly this month how are you feeling with the cleft palate surgery i'm a little bit nervous but i feel like it'll be good she'll be able to eat regular food a little easier we've had a couple close calls with some stuff going up into her opening whatever the cleft i guess you can call it the palate part yeah Yeah. she doesn't have that closing up top so erica doesn't have the lip she does have the cleft palate though so we did kind of get lucky on that Um, but yeah she has had some stuff get stuck up there and the crappy thing is she loves to eat but she just gets stuff coming out of her nose all the time like sweet potatoes we had the other night and she loved it but it was she was sneezing sweet potatoes and (laughs) it was just horrible poor girl yeah, and th- and you know that saying, terrible twos? Oh my gosh, yeah. Daily, as soon as she hit two, she's like... She like directly <laughs> looks at you. You tell her no, and she like looks at you. Oh yeah? Watch this. Every time. It's Every true. Time. And for those of you who follow us on our Instagram and Facebook, we do have a new puppy, and she's a giant schnauzer. So it's been fun having her around. Um, Zaylee loves her and she's just buddy buddy with her so that's been pretty awesome seeing her bond with a dog so that's been pretty cool Um, your dream dog yep my favorite dog if we're gonna have a big dog yeah and I love big dogs so but she's been it was a good compromise yeah she's I love the breed so we did have a miniature schnauzer before and I mean I loved her but we had to move and they didn't accept dogs and all that so it was kind of hard to and I think she had bonded with my dad because he's like the dog whisperer yeah, yes that's true so yeah we've been kind of busy kind of settling in and readjusting to our life again now with a new addition to the family but i know i thought i was done bringing things in that shit and piss on my floor <laughs> nope. no um so yeah so we appreciate all of our listeners and followers um, thanks for sticking around. I know the last couple of weeks have been crazy with the holiday and all that, but we do appreciate you guys. We did. I did post our subscribers, but I did check it today, like just just now, 
and we actually got into the 500s so that's awesome we're killing it babe we just got to keep putting out good content yeah so hopefully this week's episode kind of brings some light to some things we want to do to kind of reward our listeners too because hitting that many listeners is really cool and to be able to maybe highlight some of them and We'll talk about that a little later, I guess. Well, oh, let's talk about it now. Why okay, not? We're go here. For it. So <laughs> we're gonna open it up. We opened up that can. <laughs> so I think what we want to do is we're gonna start um, some of our episodes to be talented people slash dream jobs. And if you have like a unique talent or you're working your dream job, we'd like to do a short interview with you, and we can set up a little page for you on the website so you could show off your talent or talk about your dream job and then have you on the podcast and we'll go over that talent and how long you've been cultivating that talent. Um, an example of this is we have a really good friend, Caesar, who we've talked about before. He has, he's got Caesar's Royal Lounge here in Utah. He's an excellent barber. He's going to be one of the people we're going to talk to about his unbelievable talent because he makes you look damn good. <laughs> well, you, yes, he makes you look <laughs> Yeah, he's your go-to barber when you go to the barber shop. So, so that'll be kind of an example. But we'd like to just reach out to any of our listeners if you want to get in contact with us on our website, which is spouseholes.com. There is the uh, tab that you can contact us. We always forget what the link's called, but it's a topic submission, I yeah. think, or something. Just say special talent, or you can reach out on Instagram or Facebook. We check all of them really regular, and we're excited to get to know you better and to maybe throw and to throw you up on the podcast. Yeah, so we're so excited. Um, we are going to open up that with ours, our kind of dream jobs that we wanted, or so people can kind of get an idea of what I guess what we're thinking. So yeah, dream job for now, I think. Special talent, I guess I got to figure out if we really, if I really have one, <laughs> but uh, definitely dream job is a fun topic to always think about when you were a kid and what you wanted to do when you grew up and then how much it's changed. That's yeah, it's interesting to see. So should we get in some holes and we can get into our topic? Yeah, let's uh, look at some holes. <laughs> okay, you want to go first? Yeah, so my hole comes out of Japan this week. Um, a boyfriend was cheating and lying and deceiving his girlfriend and he was an Apple fanboy. So he had, you know, the Apple phones, the Apple tablets, the MacBook pros, electronic junkie, probably had 10 different electronic devices. Well, girlfriend wasn't happy, tired of putting up with it. So she drowned all of his devices <laughs> that's in, a lot of money <laughs> yeah and it's a really cool picture we'll put it on the uh instagram and you can take a look at it but it's like a it says it's a bath i don't know J japanese might have like different uh translations i don't know maybe different types of like toilets and baths it says it's a bath but it looks like just an oversized toilet kind of oh <laughs> okay and uh there's a bunch of electronics just sunk at the bottom of this toilet or bath or whatever it's supposed to be so huh. it's it's a good one it's definitely a good payback if you're cheating and oh yeah that's a lot of money that's crazy yeah uh he's definitely a hole and she's got her revenge <laughs> but <laughs> in a way was a hole as well all right you want to hear mine i'm ready so mine is a hole but he's kind of an idiot 
So. <laughs> hey, idiots can be holes. It's true. Okay, so mine happens to be a guy who was, there was cops called out for domestic assault. So he is sitting outside. The cops come and they're talking to him and they ask for his name. Well, he gives them D'Angelo Towns. But he doesn't realize, or maybe he forgot, or maybe it was the heat of the moment, that he did have a name tag around his neck, and it actually had his actual name, Markel Towner. He had warrants up for his arrest, and, you know, he domestic violence and all this other stuff. He re- resisted arrest. The cops um, did end up taking him in, but also in the process of taking him in, and him resisting arrest, his friends and family came out and they surrounded the officers trying to help him resist arrest. And it doesn't say if his family's or friends got charged with anything, but I mean, you guys stay out of their business. I mean, the cops are coming in and obviously he has a name tag on his name with his, over his um, neck or whatever, on his neck or whatever. Yeah, if you're going to lie to the police, don't uh, give him the truth on a silver platter. <laughs> So he's kind of my hole and a dumb one because, you know. A dumb hole. I mean, get home and take off your name tag. <laughs> so that was my hole. So. That reminds me of when we were kids and we were at a park one time and I had some friends. They will remain nameless. Oh, no. But they were dropping M80s down the toilets at the park. Oh, my god! And flushing them. And it was obviously doing massive damage. And the cops came and people pointed them out that were doing it i was not involved i was honestly an innocent spectator at this point i would just say i was a part of it but i came later and saw my friends all sitting on the curb with the cops and the cops were asking like who did it and stuff like that and they gave the name of one of our other friends but not like in a way that would get the other friend in trouble they gave the first name of one friend and the last name of another friend and the cops took them on their word and went out looking for this fake person. Oh and gosh. they actually got away with it when they were totally the ones that did it. So, you know, sometimes giving the cops some false information oh might work. Gosh. But when you're wearing a name tag and you're kind of busted, you're busted. That's true. All right. Should we get into our topic? Let's do this. All right. So what was your dream job? Um, When I was little, my dream job was always to be in the SWAT. That was my dream job. I could see you leading the SWAT. Yeah. I mean, I'm small, but I always feel like, I mean, I can get through whoever I want to get through if I really wanted to. I mean, ask your brother. Yeah. My <laughs> brother got pushed out of a chair and my brother's a big dude. <laughs> yeah. So I just, that's, that was always my dream job. I think military or law enforcement was always something that was, I was always attracted to. And so... I think SWAT was just always something that called to me. It was just a lot of action and intense situations. And I don't mind being in an intense situation. I feel like I sometimes am able to focus more, kind of get in that serious zone pretty quick. So, I mean, you see me when I clean. Come on. It's pretty impressive. (laughs) What was your dream job? So I kind of had mine when I was thinking about it. Uh, I split it up into two. One was my extraordinary one as a kid that was like... Oh, no. Were you wanting to be a wrestler? No. Oh, okay. Like, the the one that would be... You'd be in the very small percent to be able to accomplish this goal. And that was to play professional basketball. And if you hear that in the background, that is our dog drinking water that I thought I picked up. <laughs> but apparently I didn't. 
So that was my first thing was to be a professional basketball player, but I wasn't good enough. So that dream job kind of died early for me. However, a job that's more realistic and something that I could accomplish would be um, to do stand-up comedy because you can just go ahead and sign up at your local comedy to do open mic nights, get five minutes here and there. And I think that would be currently my dream job that's attainable because being a professional basketball player, one, I'm too fat, two, I'm white, (laughs) and three, I'm not that tall considering for NBA standards. Yeah, I mean, didn't you play basketball in like junior high, high school? Junior high and high school, but I was still not good enough to do much beyond that. I see. Yeah, I don't know. Comedy, I mean... You can handle it. I could not be up there. And if nobody laughed at my jokes, I would be so, like, embarrassed. Uh, I guarantee the first hundred times I would suck so bad just to learn the ropes and stuff. Right. But I have no problem getting on the stage and looking like a dumbass because I just have no shame. No shame. I'll just do whatever. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that. But, yeah, I mean, you can still do it if you really wanted to. I think the first time I got I ever got up or anything, I would probably stumble pretty heavy and slaughter the material that I have. Because I have a few jokes that I feel like I have written and I've thought about, but I don't know. And you watch a lot them. of comedians. Yeah, I do definitely top three. watch way too much. Top three comedians off the top of my head? Off the top of your head. Who's your top Ooh, three? Top three. Number one's Bert, just because... You can relate to him. Uh, not, <laughs> well, I mean, sure, out of shape white guys at their primes, you know, <laughs> thinking we're super athletes when in real reality we might not be. <laughs> but uh, number two right now is Anthony Jeselnik. Um, he oh, has he's so good. Dark, dark humor, but at the same time, just clever. Like you think you can figure him out. Like that's the biggest thing. If you listen to his jokes, they're dark jokes. But if you listen to him enough, you just try to figure out, okay, what's the punchline going to be? Where is he going to take this joke? I'll admit, the first time I listened to his first, uh, because he does have two on Netflix. One is uh, Thoughts and Prayers, Uh and the other is Fire in the Maternity Ward. So you had me watch the first one, and I was like, oh my gosh, I do not know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it's like, whoa, that's really dark. But then, yeah, when I watch the second one, I'm like, okay, like, the way he makes them is just really intelligent the way that he constructs his material but then you are also thinking like that's not gonna, that's too easy of a punchline and it is like he twists it and you're like whoa i didn't see that coming yes yeah, my favorite part is because one a lot of times when it comes to comedy and humor you have to realize it's a joke right like he has a lot of jokes about harming children and dropping babies and but he's not literally in real life dropping babies. He's writing a joke. And I think a lot of people have a hard time with separating that. He's just, it's just an act. Like, it's not real. Like, it's not happening for real, you know? But it's so funny and how serious he remains through the whole setup. Oh, I love when he cracks. And, so that was yeah. two. Who's your third one? And my third one right now, there's just so many good comedians out there. I'd have to go with someone I've seen live. And I've seen his stand up on TV somewhere, and it's Joey Diaz. You don't like him. He's really raunchy. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw him live with my brother, and it was the best live performance I've ever seen. It's just so out there and so. <laughs> I can't even put it into words. 
But that was probably the best live performance. But overall material and what's available to see streaming and stuff, I would say Bert and Anthony Jeselnik right now are the two that top two. That call to you right now. Um, okay, so that was your dream or is your dream. And what what are you doing now? Like, what, how did it veer off? Uh, you know, like you said, I could honestly go and do an open mic night or try to be a stand-up comedian. But the likelihood of me making it in that industry is very small, and I can see that. You know, we got to a point where we have a family, and for me to just abandon that now, or even back when we were first starting, it, I mean, if you talk to a lot of comedians, unless you have the name recognition coming from something else, it takes 10 years of just getting kicked in the face. Right. Eight to ten years. And that's the hard part. I'm sure a lot of people quit after a while because they're like, I don't know if I can take it anymore. Exactly. I don't know if I can. So you have like to be really, really dedicated to it. And also I think that location is a big thing. Like for me to make it as my career, I don't think we could live here in Utah. I think yeah. we would have to move to either New York or California. And that's and where then, all the big ones are at. Yeah, New and York that's where everyone's at. And that's where you can get into. I mean, here in Utah, you could probably have open mics at maybe three places but in california there might be 15 places nearby not to mention if you're willing to drive yeah so for me i just think that realistic looking at the future and what would be probable i felt like going to college for four years and having you know i didn't go for four for two years (laughs) and get my four-year degree in that two years um was more realistic and a better fit for the family, you know, putting us ahead of the dream per se. And like you said, it's not out of the realm of possibility that I could go hop on some open mics and still have fun with my dream and still say I accomplished a dream job. You know, if I became an opener every other couple weekends or something, it could be fun. And I'm not saying I won't do that. It's actually on my bucket list to get up and do it at least once. Right. So if you look at Eric, uh, any of his images, he does not look like he would be a computer guy. I think that a lot of people are surprised when they see that you're a computer guy because of just your build and, I mean, the beard. And so I think a lot of people get shocked that you're behind a desk doing computer stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting when you talk to people in my industry. Like I went to a conference in Seattle uh, end of the year last year. And the amount of computer nerds, if you will, and then myself were just so different because I feel like I have a personality where I can talk to people and I'm really open and out there. Whereas a lot of people in the industry, they just want to look at their computer screen and code. And they're the ones that code way better than me. But at the same time, you can't really talk to them. Right. And so I was like trying to make friends at this conference and no one would talk to me more than hi room 219 (laughs) okay so within the computer world what would be your dream job oh working for like sports in some way so like if i could be i I work with data most of the time and so if i could be like a data analyst for a professional sports team that'd be really cool i think if you hit that we would have to hit that (laughs) oh i'd hit that (laughs) No, I think if you were able to get that kind of job, 
and it paid obviously well i think we would have to move like especially if it was for your dream team i mean that's that would be a huge accomplishment very true very true (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how to apply for those jobs so if you're out there listening patriots i'm coming to you (laughs) (laughs) yeah after i did some schooling um i think my dream job kind of switched over to forensics I didn't really care much to be on the field anymore because then once I got older, I think I realized, um, like obviously how dangerous it could be on the field, but I just really love forensic stuff. Like I watch a ton, I guess not so much now, but I used to watch a ton of stuff. Yeah. I put a shutdown to that shit. Yeah. I mean, I just, I love it and I enjoy, you know, but I also know that forensics to make it, you know, worth the income and all that it would also have to be not in utah yeah utah is good for a lot of things it's really good for computer industry right now i think it's the third largest uh, on the market right now next to california and seattle right so we're in a good spot for my current career uh but a lot of other jobs it's just like especially if it's in like entertainment and stuff like that it's hard to be wealthy and live here (laughs) yeah that's true so Let's talk about some plugs. All right. Do you want me to go first since you went first? Sure. Let's hear your plug. All right. So my plug was, well, I guess is about this guy named Colby Wallace. He realized around his community that there was a lot of, this is in Seattle, that there was a lot of suicides going on in the high schools. And he felt like nobody was really talking about it. It was kind of just, it happened and kind of moved on. And this one to me kind of like hit home for me because my sister just graduated high school. And I know that the last few years have been rough with, you know, suicide rate at her high school. And I felt like there was a while there that every um week she would come home and tell me you know this other guy just killed himself or this chick just you know and so for me it was rough because i know what depression does and i know what what bullying does and um on all that so he decides to take a stance and put up a bunch of posters and um with his daughter who's in elementary and they put up a bunch of uh, posters and signs and a lot of them just say positive things like you matter or um, you know, you deserve to be loved, just a lot of positive things around his community. So that way people who drive by or who are having a bad day can read those signs and know, you know, somebody is out there caring about you. And he actually did have someone stop and tell him, you know, crying that, um, she was dropping her daughter off at school and that did make a big difference for her and her daughter just to read the sign. That so is really cool. for me, he was the big plug, him and his daughter going out and doing that for the community. Um, you know, sometimes it feels like a lot of stuff happens and you don't have control over it, but even the smallest things like that, just something tiny or positive can really make a difference in somebody else's life and you don't even realize it. So yeah, for sure. I know that if someone reaches out and just says one nice thing to someone, it can like catch fire because then that person is like, wow, that really made my day. Maybe I can do that for somebody else. And then before you know it, your one good deed has infected the whole outcome of other people's days. And that's really cool. I like that one. 
my plug is similar to uh, community banding together for the better and greater good. Awesome. Uh, Mine. (coughs) (laughs) (laughs) So this guy high on meth was not admitted onto public transit. So he decides that he's going to chase after the bus and at every stop he's going to hurl bricks and rocks into the window of the bus and also surrounding vehicles. So a few stops this happens where you see this guy throwing bricks, throwing rocks at a bus, and then it rolls up to another stop. The guy throws some rocks at some nearby cars and at the bus. So the next stop, all the people on the bus, it was one of those buses that has a front entrance and a back entrance. The guy was at the front entrance trying to get onto the train. He's chasing this entire time. Yeah, running. He's high on meth or something. Right. So he's... He can just keep up. He's just running. running through the streets. (laughs) And so the bus comes to a stop and he's at the front entrance. Well, the back entrance opens and everyone off the bus just rushes him and starts beating the shit out of him until the cops can come and detain him. Now... You're looking at me right now. <laughs> like, where does the like plug? I'm crazy. Well, here's the plug. The people on the train or bus, bus. get together and take this guy down. Okay. <laughs> they saved community and property from further damage. All right. I can see that. And they stopped this hole and literally plugged him up. That's a good one. I am going to have to say, though... I am so happy that my positivity is rubbing off on you because I try to find positive in anything that any situation. I think sometimes it bugs you because you're just like, just be pissed. But that was a really good one. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. I mean, think if you were on that train or bus, (laughs) I say train because I take the train to work every day, but the bus. Right. And uh, you got to get off that bus and just whoop up on a dude with all your fellow people you just met that day. You're officially friends for life because you exchange it. You have to. Exchange you have to. Ex- okay. You because have at to the exchange. end of the day, like the cops walk away and you get away with it. And you have to say, yep, that was dope. Let me get those digits. Oh my gosh. I wonder how many people actually ride with each other normally because sometimes it's the same hours that people get on the same bus. Sometimes you know? there's some clicks on the trains and stuff. And so it's interesting, interesting to see. Yeah. I mean, that's good though. I. I can't do druggies and stuff, so I have to say that that's definitely a plug. I've seen, I've seen some stuff on the train. Oh, I bet, and I don't. Ugh, breaks my heart. <laughs> All right, so that is our episode. Um, if you guys have any stories or want to be on the podcast to share your guys' talents or dream jobs or something that turned into a dream job that you didn't realize, um, hit us up. We would love to hear it or interview you guys. You can get us on Instagram, on Facebook. We do have a Twitter. Instagram, it's at Spouseholes. Yes. Same with Facebook and Twitter. And we have our website, Spouseholes.com. <laughs> dot com. Um, yeah. So hit us up and we would love to interview guys or hear and your just, stories. It doesn't matter if you're in Utah, Ireland, New York, wherever you're at, we can have an interview with you. We can do it over the phone. We could do it over Skype. Yeah, if you're a small business, big business, whatever. If that's what you wanted to do or maybe you didn't and then it turned into something that you realized that you're really good at or that you actually love, let us know. We would love to do it. We'll make it happen, Captain. (laughs) All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.